Welcome to the Rise Network podcast show, a podcast dedicated to help you reach your dream lifestyle through investing in real estate. We're going to be sitting down with new, intermediate, and experienced investors to talk all about real estate and how it has changed their lives. If you're looking to scale your portfolio or even just get into real estate investing, you're in the right place. Make sure to tune in. Hello, everyone. You are listening to the Rise Real Estate Investing Podcast with your host, Austin Ye, and Mayu, who will be on the episode later on, but he's not joined with us in the preamble today. Kind of sad. He, he, he wanted me to do this alone. I'm not worthy of his presence. I'm totally joking. He has some real estate stuff to deal with. Oh, the wonders of real estate always throwing out fire. So Mayu's gone to deal with that. It's been quite a hectic week for us. Um, and the most notable win or success on our end is we just recently finished off the Rise Network event, the first one of 2021. And we got some phenomenal feedback. Huge shout out to the guest who can make it on to speak. So that is Corey McKinnon. Um, it was Kellen James. So he was on this podcast as well. Waylon McGill and Mitt, uh, Mitt well, how do I pronounce his last name? Purin? Purin? I'll learn how to pronounce his last name, but we're going to have him to... Uh, as a guest later on as well. Um, but yeah, I mean, you, most of these guys, you heard them on our podcast before, and it was overall a phenomenal event. We really just broke down everything that a beginner needs to know about real estate investing and every step of the Burr strategy. Um, it was really a one-on-one guide on how to start investing in real estate. One of the key things I did mention in the event that I do want to shed some light to you guys is, is um, what is a prerequisite to be a successful investor? And a lot of us have some preconceived notions to become an investor. And one of them is, is that you need to be rich. Another one is, is that uh, maybe we don't want to invest because it's too risky. Um, also, um, the property prices in our area are too expensive. I don't have the knowledge to invest. I don't have the skill set to invest. I don't know how to use a hammer, so I can't renovate. So therefore, it's impossible for me to invest. A lot of people have preconceived notions that you need a complete skill set to start real estate investing. But what I can tell you is some of the most successful investors I've had the pleasure of networking and meeting, they are they are university dropouts. I know people who went from high school to investing. I know people who went from finance world to investing. I know people who went from healthcare. Healthcare, I mean, they have no experience in running numbers and they don't have experience in the technicals are real estate, but they still became successful real estate investors nonetheless. See, the skill set doesn't matter as much as the characteristic. And the characteristic you need to be a successful investor is having grit. And grit is basically persistence and hard work towards a meaningful goal for a consistent period of time. It doesn't mean waking up and hustling for one day, one week, two weeks two months, three months, one year. It means waking up, hustling, and working towards that meeting for goal for years to come. And that's what makes a successful investor. There was actually a book written by Angela Duckworth, and she's a hugely successful uh, author and also a very successful um, professor and someone within the psychology world as well that's well-respected. She wrote a book on grit. And what she said is, is that the single characteristic that differentiates successful people from non-successful people is the skill set or not the skill set, the characteristic of grit. So just because you guys don't have the talent, quote unquote, to become a real estate investor, as long as you work hard and put the effort in, you can still become a successful real estate investor. Um, that was just one of the many things we talked about in the event. And we kind of summarized that book as well. Got into many more details there. Um, so 
out of that, on the wholesale side, just a quick update there. A lot of what we've been working on is training our virtual assistant and passing some work off to her. Um, she's been phenomenal, especially on the media side. So we got some, if you check out our Instagram at Ontario Property Deals, you can see, man, she's, she's responsible for creating all of that content. She's doing an amazing job. I feel like it's important outsourcing um, non-value tasks, if that makes sense. Tasks that are not generating me $1,000 per hour and really focus on the valuable task of the business to drive as much revenue as possible. Um, but other than that, um, business as usual on our end, and we're going to get right into the podcast. Today, we have a very special guest. Our guest is Nate Lockley. So what we're going to be talking about in this episode is we're going to be talking about the Brantford real estate market. And I know in the last, uh, I think it was like two or three episodes again ago, we talked about the Sudbury real estate market and you guys really enjoyed that. So we're going to be doing the exact same market breakdown diving into the employer statistics, what type of strategies work in Brantford, because Brantford is a, a phenomenal city to invest in real estate, relatively close proximity to GTA, and housing prices increase more than 30% year over year in appreciation, ridiculous. And we're going to go into all of the fundamentals on Brantford and why you should invest there. Nate Lockley is a real estate agent and also has a couple of investment properties as well. Um, he is the market expert of, of that market. And actually, we rely on him quite heavily on our wholesaling business to pull comparables around that area as well. So uh, you guys are definitely going to enjoy this episode. Another another one of those bangers where we can explore and learn about new markets. I don't know about you guys, but I feel like uh, somewhere down the line, I'm going to be investing in Bradford real soon. Hope you guys enjoy this episode. Hello, everyone. Today, we are joined with our special guest, Nate Lockley. Nate, how are you this morning? I'm great. You guys? It's good. It's good. It's Sunday bad. morning. Glad to have you join us, Nate. For everyone that doesn't know you and like myself, we, we first just met on this podcast. So I'm curious, what's your, like, what's your background, whether it's like personal investment and what are you doing today? So I work at Remax Twin City out of the Brantford office here. I've had my license for six years now. I actually just got my broker's license last week. Yeah, just continued learning, I guess, just kind of shows that you're keeping up to date on everything. Personal investments, yeah, I own a, uh, I own a condo, a semi-detached, and a vacation property as well. Nice, awesome. And so how did you get into this entire real estate space? One thing we like to do is dive back into the background of how it led up to becoming an agent and an investor. For sure. Yeah, kind of something I always had in the back of my mind, being, you know, younger, Never took the step, went to school in the U.S. on a golf scholarship, took, you know, your typical business stuff down there, focused on accounting, finished university, moved back home, got a job at the bank for a couple of years, segued into working at an accounting firm here in town, realized pretty quickly within a couple of years of working there that, again, great place to work, but just wasn't my speed. Hated sitting at a cubicle, more of a social guy, getting out, talking to people, moving around, so... Doing that wasn't my avenue, I found out. So a buddy of mine that was working there at the time with me, he was kind of in the same boat as me and was like, hey, you know, what do you want to try? I'm like, why don't we give the real estate thing a try? And best decision ever. I feel like it's a common trend that <laughs> like a lot of... That sounds like my story. Yeah, honestly, that I've been like very fortunate um, since I've been in it that I've always just been lucky to have a hot market and whatnot. But yeah. I can confidently say even if things weren't as you know, good as they are in real estate, I think I would still really enjoy this career versus, you know, what I might be doing in business otherwise. So 
Yeah, it's interesting. I think like a lot, you learn a lot of things and valuable things in business, but like, you know, really like applying it in real estate, you don't need to have some crazy accounting designation or anything like that. Like I'm an accountant as well. So I I completely relate with you, Nate. I was working at, I was working at one of the firms as well for a long time. It's just, you know, the career trajectory isn't what it used to be. So I feel like in real estate, able to make a lot more and, and have a lot more success in comparison to other industries. So, so Nate, I, like, I know you've been a, a realtor for six years now and, and you know, you, you've obviously got quite a bit of experience in the Brantford real estate market. Why don't you tell us a little bit about the market, how it's changed in the last six years? Like, I'm just curious when you started off versus now, what, what, what would you say? Is Pretty the- crazy times for sure. It's been like that everywhere, but Brantford, you know, especially we're very centrally located. I always tell people that are coming here from out of town, you know, we're an hour to everything. We're an hour to London, we're an hour to Toronto, we're an hour to Kitchener-Waterloo, an hour to Niagara Falls. So we're in a really good spot as far as being kind of a, a hub city. So, um, so is Brantford on the GO Train line then? It's going to be. They're, okay. they're making some moves right now to bring it. So Via Rail runs right through the middle of the city. Currently, the GO Train stops in Aldershot, but it's coming our way. Definitely some talks of the city's just continuing to grow more and more people from GTA, Hamilton, you know, that area, anywhere to the yeah. east. Uh, everybody's moving this way. I guess we can touch on that a little yeah. bit later. So, so, f- so for anyone that doesn't know, if you just look on like Google Maps, literally, you see Hamilton to the right of it. I might be wrong here, so correct me if I'm wrong. But you see Hamilton to the right, to the north, it's Kitchener. And right to the west, Woodstock. Woodstock is what I see first. And then I guess London is kind of along there as well. Yeah. So no, we're we're in a good spot. Like the 403 runs right through the heart of the city. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff happening here as far as real estate goes. And that's why it's been one of the best cities in the whole country for investing in the last few years. Like McLean's magazine has had those articles out. I think the last two or three years where Brantford's ranked either number one or number two. And I think we're number three this year off the top of my head, as far as, you know, a number of different categories, best bang for your buck appreciation on your, your property. There's, Tons of yeah. stuff that they base it on, but yeah, we're we're right at the top of the list for investors coming this way. That's awesome. That's awesome. One thing that we do like to get a better sense of in, in terms of any location is good and bad areas. And every city kind of has different pockets and, and different neighborhoods. I'm thinking that might be a good yeah. time to transition and to learn a bit more about Brantford itself. So are there particular pockets of Brantford that are more oriented towards investor, other pockets that are probably not so yeah. not so great, and then other pockets which are basically home buyers. Yeah, 100%. So the north end of the city has kind of over the years been more just single families known as a really good spot to raise raise kids, lots of good schools. We are seeing a lot more of these single family houses in the north end being converted into, you know, duplexes. I don't want to say like proper duplexes, but where people are putting an additional accessory suite in the basement. So there's a lot of those Houses in the north end that fit that mold where they have a side entrance where you can easily convert these types of dwellings. So uh, so just to, just to confirm there, in Brantford, the north end you're saying is kind of north of the 403? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So you'd be kind of heading, if you were to keep going, you'd be heading towards Cambridge. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. So that's kind of the, the nicer area of town, I would say. There's definitely some other pockets in town that are Really nice as well, like West Brant. I'm sure people have heard West Brant is booming. That's kind of the new, since the early 2000s, Empire has been building out there a lot. So there's all those brand new homes and they're building thousands more all the time. Mm -hmm. So if you're looking for a new home, West Brant is 
you know, where you would end up. And I find a lot of out of towners do like the West Grant area because it seems like a lot of people coming from the GTA, like new versus, you know, <laughs> maybe a house that's like 30, 40 years old, really good bones and, you know, recently renovated and all new on the inside, but there's still that group of buyers. I find that just like houses that are built in the last two, three years. Yeah. Everyone likes the, the feeling of something new, right? So, so yeah. West Brand, I'm just looking at Google maps. I'm running off yeah. of that, but it yeah, looks West like it's Brand kind of that. Your, your new spot. If you're looking for a new build West Brand, ideally extending all the way out to like Paris now, huge development going in out there. That's going to be a really, really good spot for investment. Literally right off the 403 on Rest Acres Road. Really nice custom built homes out there too, with a couple different builders. Yeah. Prices are skyrocketing though. It's, it's funny. You see signs all the time over the last couple of years, you know, phase one, phase two, starting at, and yeah, the starting at prices are, are not what they're starting at now. So <laughs> if you were to get in at those early numbers, you're, you're doing okay. Awesome. And so, how about so, the pockets where you're able to burr properties, I guess, like some of the older properties where we can go in, renovate and, and refinance? Are yeah, honestly, we're of- seeing that everywhere in the city, everywhere in the city, the North end, the West end, the downtown core, obviously with Laurier being down there, it's, it's turned into a little bit more of a booming area. And then we have Eagle Place, which is the south end of town, which historically has kind of had a bad reputation for, you know, just being a little bit of a rougher neighborhood, which again, every city has those, but it's actually come a long, long way. There's a lot of nice little spots in Eagle Place now that people are doing exactly what you said. They're buying stuff, you know, rehabbing it, renting it. And it's turned it into quite a nice little neighborhood. So there's a lot of turnover in Brantford. We're getting a lot of people coming from the east. And it's uh, it's good for the city. So is, is Eagle Place a little pocket between like Mohawk and Eagle Avenue, I guess? Yeah, just down Erie Ave. So okay. if you were near the casino downtown, you would head south down Erie. And yeah, some really so good. If you're, if you're a cash flow investor, it sounds like then like Eagle Place probably has the highest cash flow. Absolutely. Yeah. And the ability to attract still some decent tenants. Cause like you said, there yeah. are pockets within it. And then yeah. the other play, it sounds like near the, like the Laurier university, I'd almost call it like gray street, West street and yeah. street. Like look yeah. at Google maps here. Yeah. So it sounds like those would be like the pockets where you could buy student rentals and convert yeah, a lot of student rent. rentals around there. Deluzi, any of those streets that run parallel pretty much down there off of market clearance. Okay. So uh, what about Terrace Hill? It's kind of like really good. really good. Area. Yeah, right by the hospital. Yeah. Yeah. So you'd be right up by the hospital there. Another really good area. So along with the north end, like I was saying, there's a neighborhood in Brantford called Henderson Survey. Really, really good neighborhood. Very mature, big, big lots that you don't see nowadays with all these new builds. So you'd get a really big lot, huge mature trees. Historically, Henderson Survey has extremely low turnover. So it's always been kind of thought as a hard neighborhood to get into because people that live there never move you know people stay there for a long long time now we are seeing a lot of those houses that are dated now because people have been there so long there is a little bit more turnover starting to happen in that neighborhood just because people are buying and selling i feel like more than they were before mm-hmm. so yeah you're getting people that are going in and you know renovating and now these houses are not only nice mature homes with big lots but they're also gorgeous on the inside so i'd imagine to be primed for fixing and flipping because i'm not Absolutely. sure if the numbers would work out cash flow wise in, in, in those nice no. beautiful area no, no no you're more the north end and henderson survey you're, you're more doing the the flips you're gonna cash flow better downtown and eagle place 
again, you're not going to get the same tenants in those areas as you are in the North End and Henderson, but you're going to get better cash flow month over month for sure. Is there any particular pockets that you would say is probably not the most ideal or anywhere really in Brantford is, is good to go? Yeah, honestly, I tell people like, doesn't matter what you buy in the city right now, whether it's gorgeous or not, or any neighborhood, you're going to do quite well on it. The key is to just to buy now, you know, I know you guys, you know, have heard all the same things about what the market might do year over year. Like since I got my license, people have been telling me that the market's going to crash and it's, you know, in the last six years, it's done the exact opposite of that. Every, every year people say, this is it, you know, it can't go any higher. And it's like, well, we're in a good spot in Brantford because we're still quite, you know, buffered from the higher prices to the East. So people from Brantford, you know, even like myself, like I grew up here, if you're originally from here, don't get me wrong, these prices seem crazy. Mm-hmm. But if you're from the GTA and then you come to Brantford, you're thinking, wow, what a steal. So it's, yeah. it's all relative to what you're doing. <laughs> so, so let's talk about that. I'm curious. And if we focus in on, let's just, let's just do Eagle Place, right? Yeah. What, is it, what do the numbers look like? like what are, what, at what price are people buying properties at? Are there like a lot of multifamilies in Eagle Place then? Yeah, yeah. So, so if we take a duplex as an example, what yeah. would you say the the average purchase price is for people are picking it? Well, it's obviously changed a lot in the last like two months, even because things have just gone crazy. But I would I would say the average you know project is being picked up in Eagle Place for mid four hundreds right now. Funny, honestly, I sold one through another wholesaler. I assigned it out to a buyer of mine in June for two oh two, and they just sold it for five thirty. Yeah, (laughs) that's crazy. They did a really good job on it, but like, you know, I don't know. They probably put a hundred into it, maybe. Yeah, Uh, that's a (laughs) wow. That's a serious. (laughs) It's crazy how fast things have changed. They they actually bought two from me. Then they bought one for two twenty and one for two o two within like a month. They just sold the one for five thirty and the other one they're renting out. So Mm -hmm. wild times. Yeah, <laughs> definitely wild times. So if you buy a 400 and and I'm assuming it needs a little bit of work, maybe like 40, like if it's a duplex 20k unit, like that kind of thing. Yeah, so you're in for 440. Like it sounds like these duplexes can be refinanced at close to or just above 500, based on the example you just gave us. Yeah, there's there's some stuff even selling that needs a lot of rehab for you know around the 500 mark in those neighborhoods. It just kind of depends on uh, I guess the amount of offers that are coming out of these places because we're seeing. You know, I don't know if you want any of the stats or whatever, but we're yeah. we're seeing like record low numbers for inventory. I'm sure it's like that everywhere, but you know, around here for sure, which is just driving these prices like crazy. Obviously, with the low interest rates and that, people can afford higher priced houses than if the interest rates are a little bit higher. But yeah, we're seeing like houses in Brantford selling for a hundred, hundred fifty, hundred eighty thousand over asking, which wow. you know, in the GTA, that's kind of the norm, I think. But around here, that's this is big news. <laughs> well, yeah, especially given the purchase price, right? So yeah. do you know what the, the sales to listing ratio is by any chance? Yeah. So Brantford as a whole right now, I think it's 105. Mm-hmm. Sales wow. To listing. Oh, awesome. so, yeah. yeah. That's getting smaller every month. <laughs> Crazy. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. December that just passed, I think we had 42 active listings where December of 19, there was 122, I think. In December 18, there was like 131. So like we have no houses to buy. 
Yeah, I would say that's a huge shortage, which is why we're seeing that huge upward pressure in prices. And even Mayu's doing the flip right now in Belleville. Same yep. thing, huge shortage. So he's going to be making some good profit because he's going to be the only nice, beautifully renovated property. Up yeah, on the yeah. Which is the same <laughs> thing I was talking about that other house. Yeah, there's just there's no options. So mm -hmm. if you're lucky enough to have a place up, you know, you're it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, sorry. So I, I don't think we went into the numbers there. So we, you buy it at 400, you spend about 40 K rentaling. You probably refi at mid fives or, or maybe even high fives based on yeah. where the market gets by then. So you're looking at like near full bird potential. It's like, even if you buy in the mid fours, high fours, yeah. like you're still okay. But you know, what are the rents in Brantford? Like if we take a three sure. bedroom as an example, like, yeah. like three bedroom unit in a, in a duplex, like what does that rent for? A three bedroom unit, a duplex should fetch you around 1800 plus utilities. Nice. Um, wow. Yeah. It, it all what does a three bedroom single family house get then? Whew, we're seeing some weird, uh, weird stuff going on with that too. The last few that I've rented out for people have been between 2000 and 2200 plus utilities just for a single family. But there was a raised ranch around the corner from where I live with a single car garage that just rented for 2800 bucks a month. Wow. <laughs> I, you know I what's crazy is, is there, I used to have a property out in Ajax that I bought for 600k and I rented out the entire thing for $1,800 a month this is like not too long ago like a year and a half wow. ago <laughs> so it's interesting that like the prices can be completely different from the GTA but the rents really aren't that different like it's no not I would say you know prices in Brantford for purchasing homes vary quite a bit you know depending on the neighborhood but rent doesn't really change that much whether you're renting you know in a really good neighborhood or you're renting kind of in a little bit of a rougher spot you're pretty much paying roughly the same, you know, kind of, it used to be the going rate for a single family, regardless of where you were in the city was around $2,000 a month plus utilities. Mm -hmm. Now it's gone up, you know, a little bit in the last while, but yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say you see a discrepancy in rental prices like you do in sale prices. Okay. So with that, with that rental rate and what was the average home price again that, that we're buying at? Because I just kind of want to figure out what cash flow would be. House price in Brantford right now is like six something here. Let me just. Okay. So it would probably be pretty, <laughs> it might, it might be cash flow neutral or maybe a hundred, two hundred dollars positive, right? But we were talking about the case of a duplex yeah. where you're probably refinancing at close to 550. Right. Mm -hmm. And then if you got two units in there, you can assume one's a three bedroom, one's a one bedroom. So yeah. the three bedroom rents at 1800 and a one bedroom, it sounds like would rent at like about a thousand, thousand one hundred bucks. Yeah. Yeah. One bedroom place. Yeah. Yeah. Love so it. you're looking at about $3,000 a month and almost, almost. That yeah, that's, that's, that's literally the number I tell everybody. I say, you know, if you're going to try and convert a single family into a, a duplex, like you, you can expect to get three grand at least where if yeah. you were renting it just, as is, you know, you're going to get low 2000. So you definitely get way more cash flow if you're willing to do the conversion. Is yeah. that the prime strategy now? Conversions? A hundred percent. Like I was oh. saying in the North end, especially it's always been a single family, you know, area where it's, that's all it is. But now you're seeing all these people that have come in and bought these places over the last few years and they're all converting them into duplexes. So how is the city of Brantford to work with? Like, you know, is the city looking favorable towards like permits? And like, is it an easy process? Is it a slow process? Like how long? Yeah. Is it no, it's, it's, it's not too bad. You know, I've got a handful of people that are doing projects right now and yeah, issues don't seem to be too crazy. Okay, cool. So 
I'm curious in regards to Brantford as a, as a region, like I, I think we just kind of quickly talked about the geographic location, but I've always wondered, so is Brantford basically serving as a, what would you call it? Like a, like a hub for like workers to go work in like Hamilton, Kitchener, London, or is it its own standalone economy? And then if it is like, what's, who are the major employers there? It's, it's growing again. You know, we used to have, you know, back when I was real young, there was Massey Ferguson and a couple of these bigger industrial companies that aren't around anymore. But yeah, you're right. The West End of, of the city, for sure, where Empire is doing all their building, seems to be a very large commuter area where a lot of people, you know, are originally from, you know, Brampton, Mississauga, wherever. And now they're, you know, they can just take their money a lot further in, in Brantford if they don't mind the commute. So now with COVID and, you know, what we're seeing with that, Brantford is becoming even more attractive, which is another reason that these prices are going so crazy in town with these bidding wars. You can work from home now and they don't have to go to the office every day in Mississauga. Now maybe they only have to go once every couple of weeks or once a month. Well, it makes way more sense to live in Brantford if you don't have to commute every day, not to mention, you know, with the virus or whatever, you know, less populated, you know, less population dense area. So it's, Mm -hmm. it's just very attractive for a lot of those reasons. Tiger cat is a big employer in the area. Ferrero Rocher is here that employs a lot of people. Um, So yeah, there's, there's some big companies that are coming this way. Do you know what like the major industry is then tiger cat? I'm I'm, like trying to Google who that is. (laughs) I don't even know how to describe, you know, exactly what they do. Yeah. They're a manufacturing company. Big okay, and and it seems like the populate like some something that we like to break out when we determine whether a market is good or not. Things like employment, right, uh, and what what purpose does the city serve? Which it, it is. A yeah, now I don't have the exact stats sitting in okay. front of me, but I do know that Brantford has one of the lowest unemployment rates around. So well, that's phenomenal. And how yeah. how about population wise? Uh, like, we're just over a hundred thousand. I would say we're probably a one twenty something like that. The sign on the highway, I think, still says a hundred one or something but it hasn't been updated in forever so i think we're probably like 120 nice and how has the population changed over time has is it pretty significant like the growth rate yeah like it seems like there's a lot more people moving this way i know they're you know they're building everywhere it seems new developments coming all over the place and again there's way more people coming from the east to move here so yeah we're growing it seems like brantford is stretching out you know i feel like one day brantford and ancaster are just gonna touch (laughs) <laughs> yeah it's always good to follow the developers though that's another like trend that i like to just like watch it's where these developers going because no one's trying to build a house where... yeah there's been rumors that we're going to get costco here yeah so there's there's some need for that type of stuff mm-hmm. yeah when you see these big companies and developers start developing a particular city they've done their market research already right they have oh, availability to data resources money and capital that we don't have visibility into and when they start opening these shops in a particular city, it does tell you that according to their projections that there is a future in this city and they do project it to continue to grow. That's a pretty good point that you bought up there. Yeah, just like you were saying with the GO train, like it's going to come this way, which is, again, just going to open up a lot more opportunity for Brantford to yeah, grow even more. I mean, ultimately, for those who are not keeping track right now. There is employment growth that leads to GDP growth, obviously, which leads to population growth because more and more people want to start living there. More population means increased rental demand, 
right? Yeah. So that's why we're seeing all of these rent prices start pushing up. Increased rental demand means decreasing vacancies. So let's get into that. Do you know what the vacancy rate is right now in Brantford? I think it's like 2% or something. 2%? Okay, so pretty much nil. Very, very low, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then that's obviously fueling the increased rents. And, and now we're seeing a shortage. That, that, that obviously leads to property prices eventually increasing as well because more and more people start to buy. So really, it's a perfect storm there right now. Yeah, Brantford's market, honestly, is and I'm not just saying that because I'm located here. Like, it's a really, really good market. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, to me, like to me, it's just a geography. Like I, I understand like everything from like a rental rate and like cash and all that kind of stuff. But do you know how Bransford prices compare to like ha- like the surrounding cities, like Hamilton, Kitchener, and like Woodstock? Yeah, that's what I mean. We're still like buffered by those. So when people are thinking, oh, you know, the prices are getting way too outrageous in Bransford, like it can't continue. It's like we're still significantly behind these other places. So you know, hence why everybody's still coming this way for what you know, they're considering to be a deal where, yeah. Like, so I generally don't like, like talking about appreciation per se, but I do think like there's natural arbitrage in real estate. So if you can kind of get ahead of the curve and see, you know, what's Hamilton trading at, what's Kitchener trading at, what's Woodstock trading at, and does the price point for, for Brantford make sense? I don't know the answer, but for anyone that's interested in looking and Nate, you know, just based on what you were just saying, it sounds like there's significant lift that's still left in the Brantford real estate market. Yeah. Like the average price of just a, single family home in the city is up $122,000 from last year. So, so let's get into the multifamily space a bit more. Do we know what, what price per unit price per door or cap rates are going for in, in the multifamily space in Brantford? Yeah. Like ideally you in Brantford, you're trying to get around like a 4% cap. If you're buying, you know, triplex fourplex. again, depends on if it's purpose built or, or not. Yeah. I would say on duplexes and triplexes, you're probably 220 ish a door. Okay. That, that sounds very reasonable because I'm just yeah. thinking in Windsor, which is where my and I primarily invest the cap rate there is around six point five to 7% uh, now, even 7% is uh, a really good deal. <laughs> Yeah, like you're seeing some stuff in Brantford. Yeah, you're seeing some stuff in Brantford itself or in the threes. Yeah, Yeah, I was just going to say in Hamilton, I've seen less than two two cap rates. Oh, yeah. But ideally, you would like to keep it around, you know, four, Mm -hmm. four and a half, ideally in Brantford. But uh, no, there's definitely some stuff that's selling for like 3.2 and, you know, even less, like you said. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's crazy. The compression and cap rates have, have been, it's just been a head scratcher. Right. I've got a purpose built fourplex that's up right now for just under a million bucks. And the tenants have been there for a long time. They're really, really great tenants, but unfortunately they just don't pay what they should be paying because they've been there a long time. So the cap rate on it is, is pretty low. It's in the low threes. So it's one of those ones. The building is absolutely mint. I think it's probably the nicest purpose built fourplex in the city, but you know, the cash flow is not there. So you know, for somebody that's looking to, to buy it for that, it's not for them, but you can hold it. It's definitely got some huge potential and we're planning on holding offers tonight. And like I said, even though the rents aren't that great, it's probably going to do quite well. Oh, wow. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So, so what I've been noticing a lot is, is that since cap rates don't make sense in the majority of these cities, people are starting to look at things at price per unit. 
<laughs> like yeah. I've never like before the conversation was always revolving around what's the cap rate at this? What's the cap rate at that? Now that conversation has completely shifted. When I speak to anyone, it's like, what's the cost per unit here? What's the cost per unit there? Right. So it's kind of shifted for, and it's quite odd, right? We went from returns basis to now the cost per unit. And this kind of, kind of shows that the market is, is just really crazy right now. People are just willing to take some negative cash flow, right? It, it's just a matter of what they're acquiring each unit for. And, and do you anticipate? So one of the big concerns that I have with, with not just Bradford, with any market in general is, is that, I mean, what is considered like, what, what's considered the top? Because 250K per unit is, is or 260K per unit is getting up there. Where do you see it kind of ending? Or do you just see it as kind of a continuous growth? I don't, it's hard to say. Like I've, you know, I've kind of foreseen that it was going to end, you know, in the last couple of years. Not that anything crazy was going to happen, but, you know, that it would just maybe plateau for a little bit and just calm, which it hasn't. So I don't know. There seems like it doesn't matter what the dwelling is, single family, you know, duplex, triplex, fourplex. It just seems like you think the prices can't get any crazier and then they do. And then you look back and think, oh my God, that was such a deal back then. <laughs> that was a steal of a deal a year. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Which at the time you were like, oh, this is, this doesn't make any sense, but yeah. Hindsight, I guess, but no, I don't, I don't, I don't know where it's going to, stop but i do foresee that we have at least another year i'd say of this really really hot market and then maybe it'll just kind of calm i don't see any type of correction happening but i think we've got another another good nine to twelve months of crazy crazy real estate market in Brantford. and do you anticipate the spring market to be just as hot as the winter market because the winter market's been doing pretty well it has you know doing better than it normally does i'm usually not this busy in january um, so it's been a nice little change. But yeah, I, I anticipate spring is going to be pretty crazy. It, it always is. I think it's just a mix of the nice weather and people are more motivated. You know, their house looks nicer when the snow's gone. So yeah, it's always, always busy in Brantford for spring. And it doesn't look like it's going to slow down. Awesome. Mamaya, we need to start exploring the Brantford market. <laughs> Good spot. I think, yeah, I think Brantford's, it's been underrated for a long time. It's not like one of those like cities that a lot of people talk about, which is, it's great, to, but like more and more people are talking about it nowadays. But yeah. I think just geographically based on where it's located, like there's a lot of upside potential for it as a city, as it continues to like expand the geography of it, right? So awesome, Nate. So usually at this point in the, in the podcast, we, we like to ask our guests kind of three like wraparound questions just to get to know you a little bit better. But you know, if we were to ask you in five years from now, like, where do you see yourself, whether it's your business, your personal life, anything like just what are your goals for five years from now? Hopefully still doing what I'm doing now. You know, every time I sell a house, I always think like, oh, you know, is this, this is my last deal? You just never <laughs> know. But yeah, I've been super fortunate for the last six years to be quite busy all the time and things are going well. I want to, you know, continue to grow my own personal portfolio and pick up properties here and there probably more locally because I have bought some stuff out of town. So I'm going to try and buy some more stuff around here. I'm looking at picking up hopefully two more this year in the city. So we'll see. I don't know where that's going to lead me in five years, but hopefully I'm still selling real estate and having a good time doing it. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Love it. And second question is if you won $10 million and you <laughs> only had seven days to spend it and you cannot spend it all in real estate. You can oh man, I'd probably just go golfing. 
How do you spend ten million dollars golfing? Golf you could imagine. I take all my buddies. We'd go on some wild golf trip. Maybe I'd try and spend nine million of it to lure Tiger Woods to come play with us or something. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. Awesome. So, if you could have dinner with any person, dead or alive, like who would you choose and why? Oh man, these are some intense questions. I always hear those. I never think about them though. <laughs> dinner with anybody, dead or alive. That's... Yeah, I don't know. I'd probably have to just default back to like some uh, sports icons, you know, like Tiger, uh, Tiger Woods. Yeah, Tiger <laughs> Woods, like Wayne Gretzky, Michael Jordan, somebody like that would just be interesting to pick their brain on. Not even just life as a superstar athlete, just maybe their more of their mentality on what got them to that level. Yeah, because they're the most elite of any sport. They have their brains are wired differently. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, yeah. Awesome. So it would just be kind of cool to go down that rabbit hole. Yeah, yeah. Totally agree with you. Nate, it was great to have you on. This was a phenomenal episode. I hope our audience got a deeper dive into the Brantford market. And for anyone who wants to reach out to you or connect with you, how could they do so? Yeah, you can shoot me a message or call me 519-717-0284. I'm always near my phone. Follow me on Instagram at Brantford Realtor is my handle on there. I'm Nate Lockie, Remax Twin City on Facebook. Yeah, I'm sure you could just search me and find me. I'm pretty easy to get in touch with. <laughs> Was that your cell phone number actually, Nate? Yeah. Oh man, <laughs> I, I love that you gave that out. My biggest pet peeve is, is that when I go on realtor.ca and I'm looking for oh, a realtor. Gives you the and, office. Yeah, I'm like, dude, do you not want my business? Like I'm not gonna <laughs> call you back, right? Like I'm gonna call a realtor who has publicly given his phone number out because it shows me it's easy to, to keep in touch with Yeah, me. So, yeah. Yeah. No. Call me, text me. I'm around. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, over a thousand people are gonna <laughs> hopefully not give you some spam or text there. <laughs> <laughs> but but that that's phenomenal, man. Thank you for joining us again. We we've learned a ton, Mayu and I. Brantford seems like an amazing real estate market, huge, huge trajectory in the near future. So guys, feel free to reach out to Nate if you have any more questions or, or looking to invest there. And remember to like, subscribe, comment, do whatever you can to support this podcast. Um, awesome. Appreciate you guys having me on. <laughs> Thanks, man. And invest smarter and live better, everyone.